Thank you for joining us for a Kingdom Thoughts conversation with one of our founders on Insight Now. You can watch live streams on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy the conversation. Everybody, this is Chris. I'm here with Nathaniel and Amy White. Uh, hey guys, uh, they, hey, just hey. Been a, they just spent a, a few days up with us up here in North Idaho, and uh, we thought, you know, Nathaniel had been on uh, prior, and and I just thought, man, it'd be great to get both of you on here and have some kingdom conversations and just talk about what the Lord's doing. This is an odd time for Insight now, at least for me, it's seven fifteen, you know, in the morning. Um, and, uh, which isn't that early for early birds. They're like seven 15, like whatever, you know, these five o'clock in the morning risers. Uh, but you know, everybody else is like, it's seven 15, you know, like it's really early. And of course for you guys, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's nine, uh, 15 year time. And, and, uh, I'm sure that on Fridays we'll have different times that will come on, but we're going to be doing this on Fridays for a little while. So, um, with that, I just want to say thank you guys for being on. Thanks for having well, us. Thanks for having us. We're excited yeah. to be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll take um, any we, chance we get to connect. Yeah. Come on. Even publicly in front of the world. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, awesome. So uh, we've, you know, just spent some time together, really enjoyed getting to know you guys better. It was just so fun to have you over and in the house, uh, the church and, and our physical house, you know, have you, have you staying with us and did the trains bother you too much? No, not at all. <laughs> No, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now going to have to make a note that we have someone who was not bothered at all by the train. <laughs> That's right. Good. Come on. Except when we were trying to get up to the mountain and it was in our way. <laughs> uh -huh. Trying to get to the airport. <laughs> we're in our way. The airport was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, that's it's hilarious because there's certain routes that you can drive around Sandpoint where you will not hit a train, but it's like about three minutes longer than the but I find every time I don't go the long way, I'm waiting for the train anyway. So yeah, I just, I just kind of quit, quit going train route a long time ago. <laughs> I'm like, roll the dice or not. Are we going <laughs> to, is it going to stop or not? We have no idea right. what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, good. Well, um, would love to, love to dive in. I think we should dive in a little bit on, on some history and um, okay. So for people, who want to um, hear Nath all of Nathaniel, some of Nathaniel's story. I didn't, we didn't get the whole thing in its entirety in an hour, but you know, um, Nathaniel's story, we do have an interview um, on Insight Now from eight weeks ago, right? About eight weeks ago. Something so, about that, yeah. Yep, so um, you can find that on insightnow.co. You can also find it on um, any of the places that you listen to. Uh, no, it's not on the podcast. It's actually only on Facebook and YouTube. So just on the Facebook and YouTube channels, you can find that because uh, we live stream to both. Um, all right, so um, well, I'm going to focus on Amy today because Amy uh, is a special person. Uh, and uh, she's very like there's very few people that I know that have a gift mix like Amy's um, it's unique and it's it has it has breadth to it you know it's not like she's not you can't silo Amy right you can't be like oh Amy's just this no Amy's Amy's covers a, a broad swath of gifting um, and talent and all of that so uh, we want to hear your story a little bit Amy so 
uh, maybe start historically, like where are you from? You know, where'd you, how'd you get to where you're at type of story. So, you know, doors open. Okay. Well, I was actually born in Pennsylvania, but I'm from Minnesota mostly. My parents moved here when I was two and they were in a Bible college. So um, it's kind of fun because they had it to be their hearts to be missionaries. But after four years of college, they had four kids. So they stayed home. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So um, I was raised in a church and I would say my first real encounter with Jesus came when I was about seven years old. It was Christmas time and I was listening to the Christmas story and was really moved by the fact that Jesus was coming back again. And in wow. my mind, I thought he was going to come back in the same way. And so I remember laying in my bed just crying, God, let me be Mary the next time and birth your second coming. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and I like so at the cool. moment, I didn't know what that was. But looking back now, I feel like that was probably, you know, the first call of God on my life was wow. really to birth Jesus into the world. <laughs> so <laughs> that's um, awesome. <laughs> it is wow. pretty awesome. <laughs> that, I mean, the implications of that are huge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he had his finger on me. I did not choose to stay with him. <laughs> and uh, growing up, I, I just, you know, church was church. I probably asked Jesus into my heart a thousand times, but I right. had no idea who he was. And when I was 18, I just went my own way. Right. Um, I got married young when I was 19 and was married for about seven years before I decided that that guy was no fun for me. And I wanted to move on and do other things. So I made the choice to leave him. I got divorced. Um, did a lot of things that I shouldn't have done, which led hey, to, come on, come on. This is, this is, <laughs> this is life, right? I mean, this is, yeah, it is. I, and, and I don't know, you know, I don't want to just, just kind of walk over that because there's so many people that struggle with the shame of divorce and struggle with the shame of broken relationships in their history. You know, I'm a divorced pastor, you know, so there's a lot of denominations I wouldn't be allowed to enter a pulpit, you know. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think that there's a lot of um, a lot of shame that surrounds that stuff. So, number one, seems like you've obviously gotten over that. OK, yeah, like, praise, praise God. You're not carrying around that stuff. But um, you also said that you've, you've made some choices and you did some things in that season that you're not proud of um, that are difficult. Um, for people who might be struggling with like finding their center in Christ and they're wandering around, what was it that got a hold of you? Like people need to hear the story. What, what happened yeah. there? So somewhere in my kind of twisted thinking, um, I knew that I, I had grown up in the church. And so I knew a lot of Bible language. I knew the Bible mm -hmm. stories. Yeah. And for me, what I fixated on was the only way it would be acceptable for me to be divorced was to have an affair. That this is the only way wow. that that Jesus would approve. I mean, it was so twisted, obviously the enemy. <laughs> but right. in my mind, I didn't know it at the time. And I would often... Um, go out and get drunk and then like try to be preaching to people about like you're a sinner you know while i'm toasted <laughs> off my butt with a guy not my husband you know like so yeah, there was a lot totally. of really twisted things that i had a form of religion but i wow. didn't have relation and intimacy with jesus yeah and yeah. so after my divorce i was living with a man not my husband but i was working in a christian business so it's like the word of God was kind of always around me on the radio and stuff. And the Lord just began calling me back. And one day um, 
I heard a, a it was a podcast like this. It was a, a radio program called Talk the Walk with Todd Friel. And he was talking about the fruit of the spirit being love, joy, and peace. And it was like that gripped my heart wow. because I had no peace. It right. like I would literally sit down at night and have to drink alcohol to numb the pain and the <laughs> guilt and the shame and yeah. the voices of condemnation wow. in order to fall asleep at night. And so when he said the word peace, I was like, that's what I need. I need peace. Wow. And um, so I was driving home from work. Like he said, this came out of the, the book of Galatians, you know? So I ran home, grabbed the Bible, threw it open. Stole, to, brother's <laughs> stole my brother's Bible. Cause I didn't own one. <laughs> and I was like in the book of Galatians, <laughs> you know, and it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And against such things, there are no law. And I was like, the spirit is where I get these. And I, you know, I grew up in a kind of a, a denominational type church. So the spirit was never talked about. Right. I didn't know who the spirit was. I didn't know anything about the spirit, but I was like, if this is the fruit of the spirit, right. I need the spirit. Wow. And uh, so I was like, how do I get the spirit? Maybe this chapter will tell me. So I backed up to read from the beginning of the chapter and it says the fruit of the sinful nature is lust, greed, immorality, drunkenness, orgies, witchcraft, like all these things. Uh -huh. And he says, those who live like this will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And God spoke practically <laughs> audibly. And he said, Amy, this is your life and you have no part in me. <laughs> and I was like, you yeah. are so right. Um, wow. But it it, yeah. it terrified me. It convicted me and it freed me all at the same time. Wow. So I just fell on the, my face crying and I was like, God, you're right. This is this is who I am. This is what I've been living. And I don't have you. And I and I thought I had him, but I didn't have him. And it just was mm -hmm. so clear. So I prayed and repented and I asked the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Didn't know anything about the spirit. So I uh, started going to church again. I hadn't been going to church for probably seven, eight years at that point. Right. <laughs> so I went yeah. to church and that Sunday, they had a lady come up on stage. She had been divorced. She had three kids and she's like, I got the Holy Spirit at the Alpha course. I was like, that's where you get the spirit, oh. the Alpha course. Alpha. <laughs> I didn't know okay. how you got the spirit, but that testimony wow. was what I needed. That's awesome. Yeah. So I went to the Alpha course. They prayed for me to receive the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, this is, you know, a six or eight week process now. Right. And so on the all day retreat, they prayed for me to receive the Holy Spirit. And I felt like warmth and like he probably came, but I didn't know for sure. And then they told us to go have quiet time in our car to pray about things. Um, and they're like, if you don't know what to pray, just read like the 23rd Psalm. So I went and I sat quiet in my car. I'm like, I don't even know how to pray, you know? <laughs> And so I like opened my Bible. I'm going to read the 23rd Psalm. And I kind of felt the Lord drawing near and just having me pause, you know. And so I did. I paused. And then it was the same prayer that I kind of prayed every time I came to the Lord. And I was so sorry. I'm so sorry that I did this. Please forgive me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like he had already forgiven me. But yeah. I was still in the guilt and the shame and the beating myself up wow. for, for the way that I had lived. And in that moment, he broke in and he said, Amy, do you believe I forgive? And I said, yes, Lord, I believe you forgive. And he said, you're forgiven. Don't ask again. And I felt the shame and the guilt and it, it broke off and it Come went on. away. Like I Come felt, I, you know, I felt the oppression leave. It was, you know, a spiritual experience. And in that Come I was on. like, 
oh my gosh, I'm free. And yes. that love and joy and peace began to invade my life. So I was like, wow. everybody in the world yeah. needs to hear about this because I didn't mm. know it was real <laughs> until yeah. it encountered me, Come you know? On. And so from there, wow. I felt the Lord asking me to go on a mission trip and I just began searching for mission trips. He brought me into an, in a, a relationship with a lady who often went to an orphanage in Mexico. Oh, and I cool. spent uh, 24 months. I can't even remember. I think I went on like 14 short term mission trips in 24 months. So 12 times were to this orphanage in Mexico. No, it, I don't know. I'm not saying the numbers right, but I like every other week like 14, I was leaving. Yeah. She worked as a real estate agent. She'd come home, sell, sell a house. house. Leave, leave come home sell a house leave so like I went every to house she sold just funded another mission trip numerous times i went to other That's places awesome. in mexico i went to india and i went to tanzania and east africa i went to costa rica so oh, i wow. began literally traveling the world for 24 months this is like awesome the whole world needs to know jesus and right. so so it was fun because i felt like what my parents laid down I got to pick up and run with, you know, wow. and, um, and just wow. so that, that kind of full circle of that was really awesome. But so it was like not your average mission stuff. I mean, like she was doing a baptism, part of a baptism <laughs> service in India that the cops came in and busted and they're like, run, like, run no for, time for like, a head count just get in the car they're we just go. like yelling get in the cars get in the cars and we're like racing for our life at one of the conferences like the media <laughs> showed up so they came the the organizers came into my classroom and they're like we need you to get under the desk and stay there until we tell you it's safe to come out like because of the level of persecution we actually right. i was in part of orissa where they had just like 12 months before burned graham and his two sons these missionaries alive in their car we oh went to places gosh. that they were still offering human sacrifices like we went to really dangerous and exciting areas so <laughs> what i encountered in india was the 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 spirit realm because everything right. is a god there but everything, demonic yeah. possession i had never seen demonic okay. possession until i was in india and i also saw the witch doctors who had a form of power but i knew it was a satanic power right and so when i went there and i'm like i'm this brand new baby christian all i have are my bible stories like noah and joseph and like and i'm like but the parting of the Red Sea and then the miracles of Jesus. This is where I said, God, you've got to be the I read about in the Bible if I'm going to reach these people in India because right. they have a form of. For me as a Christian, I grew up this. I'm fight. I'm standing in front of a dark power. This is why we need Holy Spirit because we need to do the miracles and the work that Jesus did. Because right. they're like, what? I'm going to die someday? You know what? I know I'm going to die someday. Or like, hey, I'm going to go over here and pay this witch doctor to do some mumbo jumbo. And so for me, that was when I really came into the kingdom and I really began to encounter a God who was alive. Not just a God who was or a God who is to come, but the God who is, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so for me, that radically, radically shifted my walk with the Lord. That's and so I great. began to pursue not just the love, joy, and peace and the fruit of the spirit, right. but the gifts of the spirit and the power of the spirit. 
Um, because a lot of times when Jesus would preach the gospel, miracles would follow, or he'd preach yeah. the miracles and then the gospel would follow. They worked so hand in hand for bringing people into the kingdom to have yeah. that real encounter with a living yeah. God, not yeah. words on a page. <laughs> so, so you do, you, you went, you were doing all this mission work. Were you, did you have like a, a home church that you were plugged into? Did you get connected <laughs> into Um. I kind of did. Um, she was going to a small town Lutheran church at the time, taking our, some of our nieces yeah. to it. Lutheran brethren. And because I got saved and fell in love with Jesus, I was like, my nieces and nephews need this. And my brothers and sisters aren't taking their kids. So I started taking them to, to this little Lutheran church, probably, you know, 100, 150 people in a town of 5,000. It was small Amazing, town. beautiful community, loving people, yeah. but yeah. not walking in the stuff she not walking in this for. <laughs> the yeah. spiritual stuff. But there was one lady there who I actually helped take the teens on a mission trip with. And we drove from Minnesota down to Mexico across the border. And she's like, I don't have directions to the station we're going to. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she just started asking, Holy Spirit, do I go right or left? <laughs> and so for me, this ah. was like, I'm like, you're leading me and all these teens and you don't even have directions. And you're in Mexico. And you're in Mexico. But she but she got us there and she's like, she's, I feel like we're, you know, and so for me, again, this was just a real like, <laughs> you can ask these things, you can walk like this because wow. I didn't know that. So, That's so that was, cool. again, yeah. just how missions changed my life with my so, walk with God. <laughs> but But finding a church, what is a good part of the story? Because... It basically, I mean, you can jump in and tell the, the yeah. story or whatever. So this is also part of my just encounter into uh, kingdom culture and, and the work mm -hmm. of the spirit is that I had been going for 24 months on these mission trips. And every time I was in a third world nation, it was like God was there, you know, mm -hmm. and I would come home and it's like, we have built a culture, you know, where I don't need God to move. Like if I'm hungry, I go to the grocery store. If I'm sick, I go to the doctor. If I, you know, where yeah. those guys are like, yeah. they don't have grocery stores or doctors. Like you need God right. to live. And so, um, when, so I would experience him very fully and powerfully when I was on the mission field and I'd come home and be like, where are you, Lord? So I started to pray, God, where can I find a church where I experience you here the way that I did there. And I just began to pray and the Lord wow. um, gave me a word. He said, I want you to email this guy who I knew was a pastor at another church. And so I felt really guilty. I'm like, is this like division in the body if I ask him if he's starting a church? But he said, email this guy, it's going to be a house church. So I'm thinking it's going to be a church in a house, which it was at the beginning. So I emailed him. And um, I said, I know this sounds really crazy, but have you ever thought of maybe starting a house church? And he wrote back and he's like, where did you hear this? I'm starting a church called The House. And I was like, the Lord told me. Yeah. <laughs> and so for him, this was the confirming word to actually take the step to start the church. And so I was there right at the first meeting because the Lord told me. And then he was teaching the first nine weeks on like the gifts of the spirit and yep, then right. began yeah. to equip me to hear God's wow. voice, to prophesy, to pray wow. for healing, to do these things. And so it was That's just awesome. all a God story. Yeah. Wow. wow. And that was Jamie. That was Jamie. Yeah. Yep. Jamie, Jamie Van Geller, the house church. Yep. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Awesome. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. Um, when you, would you say that, um, 
after going on all those mission trips, you talked about the kind of the disillusionment with American culture. Um, because you're watching people who are wholly depending on God and they're, they're seeing, you're seeing God do radical things in these other nations. And then you come home and you're like, uh, cheeseburger, like, what you know, like whatever, yeah. you know, they sold all know, our okay. stuff. She started sleeping on the floor. That okay. <laughs> that's what I was. Okay. That's what I was curious. Like, okay. So out of that, like, what were the drastic measures you took? You know, we had, uh, I'll just tell, you know, uh, John LaPointe. Uh, who you guys met, uh, John um, did a mission trip to after Hurricane Katrina, went down to New Orleans yep. and did a, did a mission trip down there. And he came back and he's like, we're selling everything. We're going down there. You know, like we're like, there's people in real need. We're fine. Like, you know, just had that. So I was curious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, I did. I, I sold pretty much all of my dishes. I just kept wow. really, I went the minimalist lifestyle. I right. sold my, my, my bed and I just slept on the floor. I, I pretty much got rid of everything. And I even wow. owned a house, um, which I had, was like, you know, I should keep my house and rent it out so it can be a passive income stream for me. But I really felt like, so that was in February of 2006. Um, and then wow. in April okay. of 2006, the house church started. And so I was there and I was like, I'm called to the mission field. I'm going to just sell it all and go. And the mission agency that I worked for asked me if I would come on staff and actually begin to lead teams. And I prayed about it and I felt the Lord telling me not to. I was like, that's really weird because this like, is what I'm called to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jesus, do you not know? Right. Like, like okay, Jesus. God, do you not know what I'm called to do here? Like, why would you give me a no here? You know, everything yeah. in your life going everything this particular direction. Uh -huh. So after the Lord told me, it. no, I did go on one more mission trip. And it was funny because the grace had lifted. The Lord's like, wow. oh, you really want to try this? Go ahead. And it was like, I mean, it was painful. To, it was like, I couldn't get home fast enough. <laughs> wow. So, um, wow. but even so, I still was like, this is my life. I'm called to this. And so I sold my house in July. And, um, and then I began getting prophetic words that the Lord had a husband for me, <laughs> which was really weird because I'm like, no, I'm married to the Lord and uh -huh. we're going around the world and this yes. is what I'm doing. <laughs> so Jesus, do you not know that I married you? I don't need yeah, 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 you know, so Isaiah 54, for your maker is your <laughs> right. husband. The Lord yeah. Almighty is his name. I'm like, you're a good husband. I'm happy. <laughs> we're happy. Like don't need any more relationships, but, um, the Lord started working on my heart and I just told him like, I would never date another man unless you tell me he's my husband. And so from there, I was really waiting for the Lord to let me know who it was safe to date because I just didn't want to take my heart to that place, you right. know, like guard yeah, your heart totally. above all spirits, yeah. the wellspring of life. And, yeah. um, and so, uh, the Lord started doing some work on me. He met me in August. Met him in and August. In our very first like... conversation, the Lord said, "That's your husband," and she freaked out and stopped talking to me. Yes. So he's like, at one point, he's like, "Are you mad at me? Did I do something wrong?" I'm like, "No, no, no, we're good." Yeah. <laughs> well, and she she has this quality in like her her thinking face, it's like her thinking face or yeah. her sleepy face or whatever. It just looks intense, you know. Yeah. yeah. So every time I'd get around her, That's she'd awesome. get her thinking face. Mm -hmm. And I thought she was angry because I didn't know this quality of, you know, whatever. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, 
Mika has a very yeah. similar face as well. Right. Uh, I'm <laughs> like, are we good? And she's like, I'm fine. We're fine. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Right, yeah. Okay. No, now, now you guys were uh, doing prayer together because you had, there was a prayer. Uh, tell us kind of the context. Uh, yeah. Yep. There was a, was it a house of prayer type of thing or? The house church is called the house because my Jesus said, my gone. house will be called the house of prayer for all nations. Yeah. And so that was the heart of it was to actually start a 24 seven house of prayer, um, kind of an IHOP style type of thing. And, and actually they, they, they planted the church kind of on accident. Uh -huh. um, they meant to start a prayer room. And, um, and I mean, that was totally Amy's life, like the presence mm -hmm. of God and seeking him and prayer and all that. I'd been caught up in a prayer movement in college and had graduated. And, and so it was, we were both drawn to this thing of prayer. prayer and um, that fall, Jamie kind of started tossing around this idea of doing a, an internship and I was all in. Um, so that, that September I became Jamie's first intern and I was one of three interns and we were tapped. We, at the time we met in a hotel ballroom that w our contract was, we had it from midnight Friday to midnight Saturday. So we were like, let's own 24 one. You know, we don't have 24 seven yet. Let's do 24 one. So right. the, of course the, min, the, the interns got tasked with midnight to six and Amy worked at a local coffee shop at the time is kind of more of a morning person. So she'd come in four to six. And for those two hours every week, we would pray together. We'd never talk to each other, but we would pray together <laughs> and God would always I just drop. God, God would always just drop <laughs> differently when we prayed with each other than any other time we were praying. And um, oh. I mean, to the point where like literally people would come and sit by us just to observe our prayers, like just to, to hang out to around, hear, to listen, to the they, they would never coming. join in praying with us. They would just sit there by us while we prayed. Yeah. So were you guys um, holding hands? Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah. oh, no. We'd never hung out. We'd never really had a real conversation. You like <laughs> praying together like Jesus. Oh, know, like, no. No, no, no. no. It was more like, God, would, bring yeah. us the nations. Yes. Save the nations. Yeah. 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 Getting after it. Yeah. Getting after yeah. it. Okay. That's yeah, exactly. so fun. I love yeah. it. Yeah. He had gone to college and gotten a degree in missions, in too. Missions. So, and I'm in this process. I still was traveling the world, mm -hmm. kind of. Right. And, you know, so for me, so it was our heart. For, right. It was our heart for prayer in the nations that really brought us together. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. So I'd, um, I had been praying off of a word of the Lord from a prayer meeting in college. I'd been praying for two years that God would bring me my wife. And, um, <laughs> and it was somewhere around mid-October. I, I happened to notice that like at three in the morning, there's still a bunch of the fathers in the church still hanging around. And I felt like the Lord prompted me to just have them lay hands on me. I was like, I don't know if marriage is something that can be imparted, but why don't you give it a shot? You know? And so I was just like, Hey guys, are you willing to try this with me? You know? And they, they did. So they just, they put me in the hot seat and laid hands on me and they just prayed that God would release my wife to me. Wow. And one of them, yeah. um, he gave me a word of knowledge, word of wisdom on it. He's like, you know, have you ever written down what you want in a wife? Right. And I said, no, I haven't written it. And he's like, well, write it down, close your journal and die to it. Like, cause that had been part of my story too, is like God saying, I'm going to give you my wife, give you a wife and but die to ever being married. And I'm like, God, could you tell me one or the other? 
Like, yeah, I don't right, know how to right. do both. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so whatever, That that's a deeper part of the story. But that's what I did. I wrote four full pages, like wow. my, my eight, eight and a half by 11 journal. I wrote four full pages of what everything I could think of, every attribute, every character trait, every personality quirk, every everything that I could think of that I wanted in a wife. I love it. And I closed it. And as soon as I did, the Lord started talking to me about Amy. And so after just three weeks, it wasn't like intense enough. I'm like, okay, I'm convinced it's Amy. You're talking to me about Amy. The only question is when. Because I knew back in August. August, So I'd I'd been praying for him for a few months now. Yeah, this is now late October. And um, and I was, but I'd heard that she wouldn't date anyone unless it was her husband. So I'm like, if I ask her for a date, like any normal person, then that's it. Like it's done that it's (laughs) that she's going to turn me down and there's no future there. And so I thought I just had to propose. Um, (laughs) We don't recommend this. (laughs) We don't recommend what we did for us, but we don't have some people into this. (laughs) We need to put that disclaimer on here. (laughs) Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Asterisks at, uh, 29 minutes and 20 seconds. Okay. That's right. So, so it was November 4th, 2006. We came in for our regular prayer shift and I just said, Hey, before you go, can I talk to you about something? She's like, Oh, sure. You know, she's all nice. Cause she is. And, um, <laughs> and the Lord like dropped. We're normally done at six. We, we were not done till like seven twenty. We started praying over people and just great stuff was happening. And so whatever, we're finally done at like seven 20 and she puts on her coat to go. And I'm, I don't even know what look <laughs> I had on my face. I'm just like, don't go, you know? And she turns and looks at me. So, oh yeah, that's right. You wanted to talk. So we go into the back room and I just start hemming and hawing. Like, ah, uh, I, I just want you to pray about something for me. Sure. Let's go sit down. So we go sit down. Just like, okay. Would you, um, would you pray? about marriage with me <laughs> and she's like sure she grabs my hands and we pray some more and she's like fine you know, <laughs> it's mostly like god if this is if this is you just give him courage and give him confidence he's just like like it's about I, time. I know <laughs> i've been waiting we finished praying and she's like so i'm free next weekend does that work for you okay I'll know a little more about myself now doing the strengths finder test okay. Achiever and activator are my two top strengths. Oh, come on now. <laughs> so that's why I'm all like, now we're oh, talking. Next weekend's good for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. But... I'll check this off my list and <laughs> I'm gonna ch- we're going to set up the next appointment. Okay. <laughs> that's yes, right. Yep, <laughs> yep. Well, glad we moved it, you know, and it wasn't yeah, even like he so really, great. he said, just pray about this with me. And so later I'm like, I'm going to and then, like, did he really ask him? Like, I think he did. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I said yes, and we're getting married. So there. <laughs> so the bottom line is, we got married six weeks later. Wow. We were pregnant two months later. Had our firstborn <laughs> on our 11 month anniversary. Then we had our next Amazing. baby 14 months later. Then we had our next baby 13 months later. And then we slowed down and had our next baby 20 months later. Like it's still, we had five kids, we had five kids in five years, which is another testimony. Like, so my half of this, let's share that because I had been married for seven years 
And we had actually started um, testing for fertility issues. And I knew that my ex-husband was fine. So I believed every issue that was the problem was me. Um, but we hadn't gotten deep into the testing for me. But so when Nathaniel proposed to me, I told him, yes, I'll marry you, but I need you to know this. I don't think I can have children and you won't find me like Hannah on my knees begging for any because I'm called to the nations and I don't want to house two cars. And Nathaniel said, I'm not worried about it. I've seen God do miracles and I'm also called to the nation. So I'm good with this. And I said, all right, mm -hmm. as long as we're on the same page, we can move forward. <laughs> and so the in my heart and children were in my heart i think i right. just denied that yeah. i wanted them because yeah. of the pain yeah, totally. of not having yeah. them for seven years yeah. you know and so yeah. so sometimes you just <laughs> that that got reawakened and nathaniel's like mm. well land hands on leo rachel <laughs> on rachel to pray for her womb to be open so he did that for me and well we were pregnant on our two-month anniversary and then we have five kids in five years we're like it worked. <laughs> yeah, the Lord yeah. just uh, established everything. Um, wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. That's it great. is. So there's so, hope out so there now, for people dealing with infertility yeah. too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We've seen amazing miracles around that, you know, with uh, friends of ours um, that live in Fort Worth, Texas, Matt and Maggie Wakefield, um, they couldn't have um, kids for, they didn't have kids for over 15 years um and actively tried you know for 15 years and were unable to conceive and um they had names they knew you know they had prophetic words for oh. their kids they had you know all i mean they they knew right and so they just it was mm. just this long walk of faith for them and uh, this woman maggie would pray for anybody to get pregnant that was struggling with that and that she would they'd get pregnant like oh, but okay. she couldn't get pregnant Mm -hmm. you know and so it was like this okay god like like i have faith for oh. uh oh we lost you oh <laughs> yeah i noticed the connection is a little shaky this morning um so she would impart you know uh healing for that and yet she wasn't getting pregnant she had faith right. for it but not seeing it go out and then um uh she ended up um uh they ended up having a very unique situation. They got called um, by a family that they knew, hey, would you be interested in adopting, adopting you know, one of the babies in our family? And they ended up adopting that, that child. Um, and her name is Joy. Um, and then, you know, right, right after the adoption, she's pregnant, you know, and-, and Come on. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really exciting to see, you know, God move in the fertility you know area the, especially those dreams i think a lot of people deal with broken dreams um in yeah. those arenas and there's a lot of disappointment discouragement that get attached to it you know whether it's attachment to intimacy and in marriage or to kids or different areas that are really close to the heart um so yeah that's what those are always challenging it's love testimonies mm -hmm. yep didn't think we could and bam there it was yeah uh -huh. yes. so just another quick word of encouragement for anybody dealing with um, infertility. I was reading the the story of um, the birth of Jesus and Zechariah, and it said that he went he was going into the temple at the time of prayers, 
And I was like, that's interesting. I've never caught that the time of prayer before. And so I looked up what that meant. And it meant that um, in, in that culture, every morning and every evening, the Israelites would gather outside the temple while the high priest would walk in to minister before the Lord. And so here is like all of Israel gathered around making their prayers and probably putting even a certain amount of the prayer and the weight and the expectation on the priest who was going in before the Lord. And as Zechariah went in, the angel came to him and said, the Lord has heard your prayer. You know, it was like in the midst of all of these people and all of the issues of the day and all of the weight of what he was carrying to represent Israel before God, because he's carrying, you know, the, right. the breastplate the and the whole nation on him in before the Lord. And what does the Lord say? I've heard your prayer. I see your heart in this and your prayers have been answered I love it. you know and that just really rocked me in the like don't don't think that because there's greater need or bigger things or other things going on that the lord doesn't specifically hear right. your prayer and know your heart love and it. he hears and he answers and I just started bawling because I was like, you know, sometimes I feel petty in some of the things that I pray for, but <laughs> Lord's like, no, like you, you matter mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's Word of so encouragement. Game no, on kids. No, that's really good. And I think we all need to hear, be reminded, you know, I, I think concepts that we're working on um, kind of with our ministers and training is dealing with performance and how often we we will press into um activity and we press into doing and we press into you know all of these things that we think in checking our checklist and um, making sure our rituals are good you know like our daily ritual right. and our ritual of worship and our ritual of fasting and prayer and you know we you know put tie all these rituals thinking that will earn us some favor with god right and it doesn't no. it, doesn't. <laughs> no. it just it doesn't earn us more favor with god and to be reminded yeah. that actually i can just talk to him mm-hmm You know, he's listening. He's hearing us. All, yeah. we, all we all we have to do is ask. And, um, you know, he hears the prayer. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's really good. It's really good. All right. So now you guys, you guys just jump in whole hog. You heard the word of the Lord six weeks later. Bam. We's married. You know, we are we are moving forward in life together. Um, how was the transition from single single to married life? Ralph. We call it ready, fire, aim. Mm -hmm. And we had a whole lot of aiming to do <laughs> once we were actually. So, it, wow. There, I mean, Amy and I, like typical married couple, we're totally opposites. Um, also, mm. um, <laughs> right. Mm. Also, Amy is actually eight years older than me. Uh -huh. And she had like that Christian business she worked for. She actually ran it. Her dad owned it. And she ran the thing. And this is like, I mean, it operates in three states. Like this was a, a complex business. And, and she like, she runs the thing. I mean, she'd owned her own business as a real estate agent, basically, right. you know, all of She's these things. Go -getter. 
Mm -hmm. I am <laughs> fresh out of college, still living in my parents' basement. You know, like <laughs> I graduated the spring of 2006 and here we are married in the winter of 2006. And um, at the end of that year. And so I've got none of that experience. Um, she and And yet now I'm trying to like, try to be a leader in the home, whatever, figure out what the heck that, <laughs> that even looks yeah, like. Is, I'm running circles mean? around this guy, right? <laughs> and, and like like you said in the introduction, Chris, like Amy is like, you can't yeah. pin her down. She is uh -huh. so gifted in so yeah. many areas. Yeah, totally. I mean, literally like the only thing that, pro there were probably two things that saved us. One was we'd have our issues and then she'd go pray and she'd be like, God, okay, would you talk to him about back, this? Come back to me. Come back to me. You kind of blipped out for a second. Oh, yeah. So you all said right. one, and that's all I heard. So, I one. Said, so so there were two things that probably saved us. One was um, we'd, have our we'd have our issues. You know, we'd have our fight. And then Amy would go pray and be like, God, would you talk to him about this? And within a couple of days, I'd come back and be like, hey, God's been talking to me about this. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so she's like, he hears the Lord. Yeah. And knowing that he could be led by the Lord in, into these things. See, I didn't, I didn't have to fight him. I could just pray for him and then had that faith and confidence that, that he was humble to hear the Lord and yeah, it worked. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Wow. That's so cool. But honestly, I mean, the other piece of it was we just had worship music playing 24 seven in, in our living space. And and I just remember one of the times, I mean, it was like, we'd been getting into fights and getting into fights and getting into fights. And I don't even remember what any of it was about. Um, probably just a lot of personality conflicts and learning to humble ourselves and serve each other and, you know, yeah. be less yeah. selfish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, yeah. it's a, such a good refining fire to get married and have kids. Come on. Um, and we didn't even have kids yet at this point, but, um, but we were just getting into another fight. And I remember feeling the edge of hopelessness in my own heart, like, like that doubt and wondering, is this ever going to actually work, you know? And all of a sudden this David Brimer song restoration comes on as like the first words of the song are just, you bring restoration. And there was something on that. And we like, we looked at each other and it broke. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember, I mean, like, obviously we still had, we've still had plenty of stuff to work through over the years, but I remember the season of fighting mm -hmm. being done in that moment. Yeah. Wow. We were, you know, I'm very task oriented. I'm really driven. I'm very much the go, go, go. Nathaniel is relational, doesn't see tasks, just wants to hang out. And so we were having a lot of fights because I was driven by my daytimer and planner and all these things. And he's like, you don't love me because you're always doing these things. And like the phone rings and you answer it in the middle of a conversation, you know, like I, we just, we didn't have good boundaries, but I remember <laughs> while we were, while we were engaged, we were sitting at Panera. I don't know if you guys have Panera, but we were having oh, a yeah. sandwich and Nathaniel's just talking and he's talking and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this marriage because we're so different. And I was like, God, you're going to have to change me to be more like him. And the Lord said, no, 
I need you to be like you and I need him to be like him because he's not going to get where he needs to go without you being who you are. And yeah. that's, you know, we've found that like once we stopped fighting against each other, trying to make each other into us, but instead honor the gift in each other. Yeah. I mean, now it's like, he's like, Amy, give me a to-do list, you know? And I'm like, babe, give me some vision. So we know where, we, yeah, you know, where to keep aiming. And, so great. and, yeah, and you know, we, yeah. we hear differently, so we see differently. Yeah. And so now I understand that. But at the beginning, we were fighting all the time, not honoring the gifts in each other, right. but trying to convert each other because sometimes those, those giftings bump each other. Right. <laughs> and so we had to learn to value that and to play off each other's strengths to, yeah. to be able to, to really seeing how the now we're a well-oiled machine. <laughs> we're, we had to learn yeah. to see how the differences actually are strengths mm -hmm. so that we yeah. could value them. Yeah. And yeah. then in valuing them, I mean, like there's one particular wiring, like, man, there was one, one particular communication talk we teaching, we received from some, some, uh, marriage experts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like we'd get into fights and Amy would shut down and I thought she just had demons. Like you got some trauma from your past. You can't handle conflict, like whatever. And, and I, I realized like she just processes things internally. And when she's full, she's full. Like, and she needs to get away to process. It doesn't yeah. mean there's yeah. anything broken. It just means she's reached her limit. That's so and huge. Yeah. A verbalizer feeler. All the premarital counseling, marriage counseling, everything we take, we take everybody through this. We took our church through this, like verbalizer failure. You like this was a relationship saver for us. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. lots of stories wow. to go so just with that one, but we could, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe another one. We'll do the verbalizer hey. feeler talk and how that yeah. saved us. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, let's touch base because it's still fresh in our minds as we kind of you know, wrap up our time. We're going to continue to get to know you and hear your stories. And, and, you know, I'm, I, I'm sure in some of our conversations that it'll, it'll not just be, you know, you guys talking like, we'll we'll have more stuff. Plus we're a live stream. And so we love having comments, questions, all that kind of stuff. So as we totally. do this on Fridays, we're going to, we really are going to pull on our, on our people who are watching um in the different methods whether you can watch on youtube and facebook either one and and you can comment and we can see it um here on our platform so um but i wanted to um just touch base a little bit about you know your trip to uh idaho um and your conference that you did there lost you again there Okay, so can you give us a little background on the uh, trip to Coeur d'Alene and what you were doing? Sure. There? Yeah. So there was somewhat random connection we had from with a guy who used to live in Minnesota. Now he's in Coeur d'Alene, and um, and he's he's running a a nonprofit family counseling ministry um, organization. And they're seeing God do some really awesome stuff, opening up some really incredible doors, and um, and so they're just looking for how can we how how can we really bring the most benefit we can to people. So they wanted to do this family conference. It ended up being mostly on parenting, um, and what they they had one of their own internal experts um, open things up, and then they brought in uh, three different uh, speakers for the next day for Saturday. Um, and, uh, I don't know, it was just, it was really, really fun. 
Um, so, I mean, for us, th this is, you know, whatever, a little bit of like, Hey, here's the man behind the curtain kind of moment. But like, um, you know, we have five kids, we have had incredible testimonies mm -hmm. regarding our own family. We've had people come mm -hmm. bake Christmas cookies with us or have a meal with us and be like, that was a life changing experience. Right. And we're like, we had dinner, <laughs> you know, yeah. but there's just something the yeah. Lord's given us That's that. So great. It's different. And I and I want to specifically say, like, this is the potential power of family. That right. family really is that powerful that just having wow. a meal together can be a life changing wow. experience. So, great. so we, we we're working to grow a family ministry and basically trying to help other families like until their normal become somebody else's life changing experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because that's the potential it, it, and it it's really possible for any family to get there. So. I mean, you heard where we started, right? So mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of a fun testimony yeah. even along that is um, one of the gals that babysit for us. She's 29 years old and we've had conversations about, you know, her future husband someday. And she's telling me she doesn't want to have her own kids. She really just wants to marry some guy with kids because she doesn't want to have kids, you know. And uh, anyway, I was talking to her after she was done babysitting for us and she said, Amy, your kids are so amazing. It actually makes me kind of want to have my own kids. And wow, then she said, and most of the time I just lie and tell parents that their kids were really great, but I don't have to lie to you. Your kids were actually <laughs> really great. For <laughs> real, like, that's so Oh, funny. that's awesome. So, like, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's fabulous. Yeah. But that's, you know, we, we didn't, I mean, sometimes you just, you do family and we, we realized when people are like, we need you to write a book about parenting. And we're like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like, I think right. every parent feels like that, you know, yeah. Yeah. but then when babysitters are testifying, like, no, I babysit a lot of kids and yours are different. There's something else. So then we had yeah. to get serious about, okay, what are we doing? Because we don't know, you know, like it just uh -huh. sometimes flows out of you and you don't realize until somebody right. calls on that piece of you that you go right. hmm, let me see what our formula yeah. or our secret sauce or whatever and, and so and we knew we'd had a couple of good mentors in family but we thought all right. the stuff we did was their stuff yeah until we sat down and started like trying to prepare a class and we stuff was coming out we're like oh i hope we have enough notes for an hour of talking and it was like Gosh, oh all God, this stuff, real way too many notes. Right. And and in fact, that that could probably be a class, and that could be a class, and that could be a class. And so it was it was so cool seeing just how the Holy Spirit really has led us in our own journey in family. Awesome. That He's been our yeah. source. That that He's uh -huh. been our teacher and our guide, our, our instructor. Like like He's fathered us in family. Um, mm -hmm. and obviously mentors really helped a lot too, gave us a great starting point and foundation, but, um, right. but then going to this conference was kind of a, a bit of a test in some regard, because like one of the other speakers, like he is the daddest dad you could possibly ever be around and has testimonies going back 40 years of ministry. And, you know, like wow. he's well-established, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And the other to the other couple is our age, but her dad is Danny Silk. And so like, 
like they work for keep your love on and loving and loving your kids on purpose and very powerful it was like <laughs> so i mean big big ministry with lots of testimonies and all of that and then there's us <laughs> coming in and we're like i hope i hope what we have is good you know yeah and like it was just really cool being up there and and getting feedback from some people that like they've got they've got the fruit and the testimonies that you have to respect what they carry you know what i mean right. yeah yeah um so so what was your feedback from what you shared that it's what, legit what, what, that it's legit uh, yeah yeah like yeah, the feedback like, was was probably overwhelmingly positive right yeah yeah and did 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 you feel like the feedback was we need more of this yeah well, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, well. <laughs> the, the, the dad, it was Chris degree. He's like, I wish I had this stuff when we were just parenting our kids. And, and afterwards he was like, he got up to speak for his session, which was after, after my session, after our session. And he's like, well, Nathaniel took half my notes. So I had to come up with something different. Yeah like Good. so well, we even just posted like hey we're in idaho doing this parenting conference and like people are commenting on the post when are you doing one here would you bring it back with you <laughs> like, yeah. you know so again yeah. people just Come drawing on. on us for that yeah. like hey would yeah. you please do this because yeah. yeah i mean so good yeah, I really believe family is a force that can change the earth because that was the original commission in the garden was, you yeah, know, have a on. family, fill in, subdue the earth. And yeah. and it's like, it, I feel like the enemy has so tried to twist and distort, you know, through divorce and fatherlessness and everything. And so it really yeah. is our heart and passion to come back to that original seed and building block and yeah. just really help people to build it well because it's also like the most fulfilling relationship totally. in your life if you can if you can do it yeah. well so yeah. i mean it's so upstream great. of everything else in society so like yeah. if you do family well that mm -hmm. health yeah. is going to fill everything else it's going to fill hollywood or the media or the government or whatever whatever you have it the health yeah. of family will fill those things or if you're not doing family well, then the dysfunction is going to fill those things. Yeah. So like right. the, yeah. the, the, it all starts with family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So future of the world is sitting in my living room today. If I want to change the world, I, I start right start here. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so Amy, it was wonderful to hear so much more of your story. Um, she's awesome. She and she's is. mine. <laughs> for the record. That's good. That's good. I'm glad, I'm glad you clarified that. That's, <laughs> I, I always do like, wasn't she awesome? I got her first. Uh, uh, good. 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 That's great. From that Wednesday night the other day. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he, he embarrasses me a lot. I do. <laughs> we, we were talking, I forget what the subject was. We've been going through a class on Wednesday nights at our church and, and, um, and I was talking something about like, like, you know, yeah, our, yes, it's true. Like our bodies are going to die and glorified whatever. Body, and then we'll right. get a glorified body. And it's like, I mean, some might say like they've already received their glorified body, you know, like Amy has a glorified body. <laughs> While <laughs> she, I'm on stage trying to do No, she wasn't on stage. She was in the back of the sound booth, but she was just like, red. I was so uh, our teenagers were like, oh my gosh, my <laughs> 
front of the church. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. oh that's good. great. That's great. Well, now you said it on live stream. You know, yep, for the world she started well, it. So. <laughs> she asked me to share the story. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember oh, where we so started good. from now. <laughs> so, so Thank I felt like um, <laughs> I felt like in in the conversation today, we we hit on a couple of things that I think were impartation points, specifically around um, wayward lives being called back by encountering God, and then the fertility uh, piece. Um, and so, Amy, can you pray and kind of close our time out and just leave us with whatever you feel like the Spirit's leading you to pray? Yeah, can do that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, Jesus, I just thank you for your radical, overwhelming love that you so loved us. Can your Jesus, I thank you that there is absolutely no person that is outside of your reach. Lord, that you are willing to come after us, to chase us down, to not leave us in the mess that we even made for ourselves, Lord God, yeah. mm -hmm. but that your radical love finds us, it lifts us up, it washes us off, and it restores us to the glorious purpose that you originally had for us. Lord, I just pray for anybody who's feeling stuck, like that they... <clears throat> that the choices that they have made have led them to a bad place, to a stuck mm -hmm. yep. Seems like, you know, like it's the mess I made, I need to live in it. No, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> because God is so much better than that. He's so much mm -hmm. gooder than that. Mm -hmm. And Lord, so I pray for these, Lord, that you would encounter them in the middle of the mess and that you would draw them out, that you would show them the way forward, that you would redeem the circumstance. Mm -hmm. God, for everybody who has suffered through the pain of a divorce, whether their mm -hmm. own choice or somebody else's mm -hmm. choice, yeah. Lord, the future that you have for them is so much better. God, I, yeah. couldn't have nev I could never have dreamed that you would give me this fullness of life after I chose to walk in sin and to destroy the marriage that I had the first time, God. And yet you took it and you redeemed it and you gave back even more than what I had squandered the first time, God. Mm -hmm. So Father, I just pray this restoration, this goodness over people's mm -hmm. lives. Father, I pray for those who are who are far off and who don't know you for Lord, for the, for the lost children, Lord, for daddy. I know that there are people listening who they are crying out for their son or daughter to come back to you. And Lord, how much encouragement it is to me that even in my sin, you didn't, you weren't separate from me. You didn't leave me. You encountered me in that place of separation mm -hmm. that Lord behold, you stand at the door and you knock. God, you're not far off. You're yeah, right next yeah. to them knocking on the door of their life. Come back, come back, come, come back to me, the Lord says. And so, Father, I just release this blessing, Lord, that that for the mamas and the papas who are praying for their children who are far off, God, they're not far off from you. You are right there with them in the midst of the things that they are walking through. And you are drawing them tenderly and gently back to you, God. Father, I pray for the same radical encounter that you gave me when you brought brought the issue before my eyes and said, Amy, this is your life and you have no part in me. And that was the moment of freedom and truth. I needed that truth. Yeah. So God, I pray yeah, for your spirit you. of conviction that if yeah. there are people who are living in things that aren't right, God, that you would go before them and you would say, this isn't right, come back. Mm -hmm. And so Lord, I thank you that even now people are experiencing the conviction that brings them to freedom and yeah. wholeness.
And it's so easy to just say, Lord, you're right. I repent and I want to make it right. I want to walk with you. And God, you're so faithful to come and fill every place of that. So Lord, I bless, I bless, I bless everyone who is hearing this and walking through one of these circumstances, that they would come into fullness of you. Lord, I release the spirit of wisdom and revelation for the knowledge of you, Mm -hmm. that they would yada Elohim, that they would know experientially, personally, intimately know you Mm -hmm. in Jesus name. And Lord, for every person dealing with the pain of infertility, God, I pray that you would comfort. Lord, I thank you that you have testimony after testimony of infertility in the Bible. And every time you showed up, you brought a child, that gift. God, for Abraham and Sarah, for for Jacob and Rachel, God, for Elizabeth and Zechariah. Lord, they had been struggling for so long and it felt as though the womb was closed, the door was closed, the old age had set in. There was no possible way that you could give them the desire of their heart. And yet you saw and you heard and you know, and you blessed them with a child. So father, I just released the spirit of fertility, that spirit of blessing, the spirit of the generations, that spirit of motherhood over people, God, that they would conceive and bring forth children. Jesus move on their body. You are the God who opens the womb. So Lord, I just loose this opening of the womb on every woman who is longing for this in Jesus name. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Well, amen. Amen. Exciting. Exciting. This has been fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, we will be back uh, next Friday. Are you guys, are you guys up for another one? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, I think we're going to do this for a little bit and just see what the Lord does with it. I feel like, um, I feel like we're definitely going to dive in uh, on family uh, we're going to dive in on church and ministry and, you know, all the things, you know, and, and just um, uh, dig it apart because, you know, God's, God's moving in a very powerful way. And I think part of the, part of the call of God on this season is for those um, who are family, who are tribe, who have the same heartbeat. Um, there's, there's not, we're not being disconnected by distance anymore. Right. And so I, I feel like we get to release more and, and create more influence as we continue to have these moments for the world to see, which is awesome. So, yeah. Hey, Kevin, yeah. uh, Kevin Snyder hopped on to our live chat and uh, Kevin says, uh, thanks. Right. He also said, this is awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I he, agree. I agree. This is fun. So awesome. With that, well, we bless you guys. Um, I'm going to play the little exit music. (laughs) Okay. So we say goodbye and uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.